and the family emergency is that this girl needs son. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Tell Mom, the podcast where three sisters reminisce on the questionable childhood events that made us the semi-functioning adults we are today. I'm Abby, the gluten-free vegan Gen Z, plagued with a social media addiction and attention deficit disorder. And I'm Lauren, the anxiety-ridden millennial who loves coffee, avocado toast, and being a dog mom. And I'm Kenzie, the Gen Z millennial in between who's struggling to balance her crippling debt with her one-hit wonder TikTok success. And uh, mom, if you're listening. um, Thanks for listening. Hi. You can turn off now. (laughs) Thanks for the support. Thanks, girl. (laughs) Hopefully she never actually finds out. We're trying to see how long we can go without her finding out, but... We'll see, but who knows? I have a feeling we're going to make it big, and then what are we going to do? Yeah, it'll probably be hard to hide when, like, I don't know, if she follows Barstool or anything on Instagram, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, when people start showing up to our house, it might be hard. Oh, the fans. I forgot about the fans. fans. You know Kenzie, what were the fans. fans like after your TikTok? It was honestly crazy. I got Venmoed um, $40 by a stranger, but then I got requested $5 from a stranger Mm. because they were angry with me. So it was like a good mix of like haters and people who loved me. But then I would just go through the comments and I deleted the comments, any of them that were mean to me. But the majority of the mean comments were from men, which was interesting. I would say all of them were from men actually telling me to get a job. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and kim kardashian telling you to work harder yeah she told me that yeah yeah it seems like nobody wants to work these days i wish that i could work as hard as kim mm-hmm. she really worked her way from the bottom <laughs> how was everyone's weekend what'd you guys do um well my dog had surgery and then i just spent 45 minutes mm. giving her a diy haircut to try to make it look better I saw that she looks like a Tetris piece. It's so sad. She has like a perfect rectangle cut out of her hair. She's so sad. But she's fine though. She's good. All is well. She's all good. She just had a mass removed. Still a dog mom. What'd you do, Abby? Um, I was in Charleston and now I'm in Myrtle Beach and then tomorrow I'm going back to Charleston. Have you done any shagging down there in Myrtle Beach? No, because it was raining. Oh, I know. You're missing out. It's a cultural Amongst experience. Skills. I did go to the Myrtle Beach Walmart today to buy this microphone. Oh. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? Humbling. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I feel like Walmart is one of those places where reality gets distorted and you don't feel like you're in the same timeline when you go inside of Walmart. Does that make sense? Like when you go to the airport at like two, three in the morning, it's another place oh, where reality yeah. doesn't seem the same. You're like, not all these people can be real people going to places. Exactly. And there's no windows. So you really don't have a sense oh, yeah. of outside. You lose life. track of time. It's similar to a casino. Yes. Imagine if there was a casino in Walmart. There are slot machines at our local Dairy Queen gas station. <laughs> 
See, I don't understand how they're allowed to have because the the um Radford U-Haul gas station where you go to rent U-Hauls has slot machines. I don't know how it works. And I know this because when mom was was screaming at the man who worked at that <laughs> U-Haul station because we were waiting over an hour for they kept trying to give us a U-Haul the size of like a 18-wheeler. <laughs> And the entire time she was screaming in the background, there was going ding, 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 because a man covered in whipped cream kept playing the slots. And this was at 730 in the morning. What the hell? Oh, wait, this was when you were coming to move in with me. Mm-hmm. This is when, yeah, when we were moving to and Charlottesville. And you guys pulled and up in that van and like you got out and you could tell everyone was pissed. Like it had oh, not God. been a pleasant. And the best was mom was screaming at this, at this man. Like every curse were in the book, but her shirt on her tank top said namaste <laughs> and she's you motherfucker <laughs> yeah and then the whipped cream man i it sounded like he was winning but he should have read the room yeah. not the time to be playing the slots i will say oh i remember they asked me if i wanted to help come and help you move in and i said nope yeah i feel like every time there's a move somebody ends up in hysterical tears Wait, Kenzie, what did you do this weekend? Um, I went to three NCAA tournament basketball games in a row, and I watched Virginia Tech win the whole thing. Okay, I hate, and it to, was I hate to break it to you. ACC. It was the ACC tournament, which is a oh, little different. Say? You said NCAA tournament. I can tell you're just excited oh, for that. I can tell oh. you're in that headspace. But what you were <laughs> referencing was the Corn, ACC cut that tournament. Out. The best, the best is Frenchie goes, is this March Madness? And I said, no, but I did think that this was also March Madness, I will say. Well, it wasn't, I got confused. Mar- it was March. Because I was like, before this, I was like, oh, shoot, I should have made a bracket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so backstory. Uh-huh. We grew up in Blacksburg, college town, go Hokies. As a Girl Scout in first grade. I went not door to door, but bar to bar selling Girl Scout cookies. Now they do it outside of like dispensaries. Oh, that's smart. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. That's a pretty good idea. But yeah, you guys were Girl Scouts together. You guys were altar servers together. (laughs) You guys were Hooper Troopers. You mopped the floors at the Virginia Tech basketball games. You know what? But I will say us mopping that the Hooper Troopers are the backbone of the NCAA. The absolute backbone. The people that you see mopping the floors after someone falls get sweat on I the mean, ground. I mean, we would book it. We would book it out there. I mean, we are the our reason that shorts. people did not sustain more serious injuries. Can you imagine? Yeah. Have we not done our job? Yeah. Did you not want us to do our job, Abby? Thanks, 11-year-old Lauren. We had to step up for our community. <laughs> no one else was going to do it. We stepped up in the church. Who was going to ring the bells? Who was going to extinguish the candles? Abby, what the, what were you doing this whole time? What did you do? What did you contribute to society? Mm. Well, that's what I thought. Okay, wait. So let's go. Okay, let's go back to, okay, we grew up in a college town, Virginia Tech sports, spent all of our fall weekends at football games, tailgating. I have vivid memories of learning to bartend at like 10 years old. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. But that's what I'm saying is growing up in a college town we learned a lot of street knowledge. 
I mean, by the time, by the age of like 12, we all knew how to make a double vodka soda with lime. Did we not? Mm -hmm. We were smuggling alcohol into football games at the mere age of 13. Yeah. And and we were, this was, well, I was going to say this was around the time that Uggs were popular. I feel like Uggs are still, Mm -hmm. are are Uggs still popular? I don't know. I'm not the person to. Everyone always wore them, but now they're like back. Now that the mini Uggs are the trend. Okay, so this was the first wave of Uggs. So we were all wearing our Uggs. And before we went into the football games, our dad would stuff our Uggs full of airplane bottles. And then we would just waddle through security. Because who's going who's gonna to pat down preteen girls? Yeah, you creeper. And so... Why do you want to touch our feet? Then we'd get in, we'd unload, and... Yeah. I remember Kinsey, <laughs> this was when we were older and she was actually drinking it, but she, you brought in like a breast milk bag <laughs> of liquor. <laughs> yeah. That's clever. That was uh, mom's idea though. Yeah. She had the tampon flask too. That has Patty written all over it. Yeah. She had tampon flask as well. Do you guys... Well, this is a stupid question. Do you remember the bounder? Yeah, who doesn't? All our fans out there know the bounder. If you're listening to this podcast, you know the bounder. If you're listening to this podcast and you know the bounder, please drop a comment with your favorite bounder memory. Mm -hmm. The bounder was basically, it was an RV that our dad found in West Virginia. I think he, I don't know how much he paid for it. It couldn't have been a lot. But it barely drove. It had no functioning sewer system. It had squirrels living in the engine. And and here's the thing. This was not a family decision to purchase an RV. One day, I remember mom opening the mail and there were RV parking passes. And she was confused because why would we be in the RV lot for tailgating? Dad said it must have been a mistake. <laughs> and then a few days later... <laughs> He rolls up with the bounder. And mm-hmm. yeah, a couple things. We're not an outdoors family. No. So God, like no. there was no other purpose for this RV besides to tailgate in a larger spot. And then no. secondly, um, we had to park it in our driveway of our house for the entire yeah. season. And I think the president of the homeowners association tried to put an end to that. Yeah, yeah she did. She tried and failed. Haha. So, but yeah, this art was solely for tailgating. It had no actual, like, outdoors purpose. Oh, but it did have one other purpose, actually, besides tailgating. I distinctly remember being a freshman in high school, and mm. dad was going to pick me up from school to take me to my orthodontist appointment. And. I call him. I'm waiting outside the school and I call him and I ask where he is. And he says, we're on the way. I said, what do you mean we? And he goes, Steve and I are coming to pick you up. (laughs) His business partner, Steve. And I immediately knew because I think this was leading up to a football game weekend. I was like, are you in the bounder? Yeah. So I like start booking it. I'm like power walking with my little backpack. Like how how far can I get away from the school so that he doesn't come through the full pickup line 
in the RV. <laughs> I wish he did. So I get like across the street, thank God, but still in view of the school. And they drive up. And the reason that there needed to be two of them was that, remember, the stairs didn't come down. Like normally you open the mm-hmm. door to an RV and little stairs pop down so that you can then enter yep. the vehicle. Yep. Well, the stairs didn't work. And so they pull up open the door. I have to chuck my backpack in and then Steve grabs me and pulls me in and then they drive away. And then I went to my orthodontist appointment. You know what's funny is I I was in um, elementary school at that time and I remember being out on the playground. We were playing four square on the pavement and the bounder <laughs> rolled by. Someone was like, is that your dad? And I was like, um... <laughs> I didn't really catch a glimpse. <laughs> but I feel like if I'm not mistaken that the bounder, the brakes sometimes wouldn't functionally work because I remember when we would park it, we would have to put those blocks underneath. Oh yeah. Because it would sometimes start to roll away. So I'm pretty sure didn't weren't they they weren't able to come to a full stop. That was the before thing. you had to hop on. The parking mm-hmm. brake didn't fully work. So normally you put the blocks in just as like an extra precaution. But that mm. was really in lieu of the brakes. So they had to slam it in reverse mm. and someone had to jump out and shove the blocks under there because then once you took it off, oh. it would start to roll forward. Yeah, so. the break, the the blocks weren't an extra precaution. They were a necessity. A necessity, yeah. You know, this reminds me of our recent RV experience, which unfortunately, clearly we've learned nothing. Um do you remember last season? I'm talking 2021. When oh, yeah. The Randy's, the luxury. I don't know who to blame for this. Unleashed. Un, unleashed the, the sewage during a tailgate. It just started <gasps> flowing from the oh, RV. Oh, my God. Yeah. And people were screaming. I remember. Running. Yeah, because we were at the top of a hill, basically. Picture the RV kind of at the top of the hill of this lot. And he unleashed the sewage. And so just a river of sewage started flowing through other people's tailgates. This is the kind of stuff that I would expect from the bounder, right? First go round. But then now you'd think they, you would think they learned, but clearly no. Well, they would have to go in the dead of night to a Walmart parking lot because there are designated areas for RVs where you go and handle the sewage situation. But they would go to a Walmart parking lot at 2 a.m., in the middle of the night and just dump it in the middle of the parking lot and then take off, which was so unsanitary, illegal, not okay. Do you guys remember, do you remember after, so after the tailgate, after the games, what it was like to drive home in the Bounder? Oh, yeah. It's pitch black. Um, None of the cabinets have, like, locks like they like they just didn't even shut yeah they didn't they didn't latch they latch yeah yeah so all the children would sit in the back or just stand or kind of like for just free fall wherever and <laughs> every time they would take a turn they would scream and they is like dad and like two of his friends would scream yeah. right or left and then so you that's your warning to stand up and hold uh-huh. all the cabinets on that side so that the alcohol didn't come crashing out. Yeah, because if not, every 
thing would just slide off of the counter out of the cabinet. Oh, yeah, the counters. Yeah, because they wouldn't even spend time after putting things away in the cabinets. It would just be a full bar on the countertop, a crock pot of cold chili, and a <laughs> few like a few open bags of like Cheetos and tortilla chips. And so we had to like work as a team. It was kind of a team bonding experience. We'd have to work as a group to make sure we had all of our bases covered for any turn that was coming. And we failed. Every time. I mean, think about it. We lived down a curvy road in a valley. There was a lot of downhill (laughs) side-to-side movement. So I just distinctly remember either like Kelly McMahon or maybe it was Jared. I don't know. Trying to desperately hold all of the liquor bottles (laughs) while slipping and and falling in a a floor filled with chili. (laughs) Yeah, it it was funny, but it was high stakes. It was high stakes, yeah. It was. Okay, wait, what are some other things that happened at Tailgates? Some formative some formative oh. experiences that we have. Ooh. Why do I have a memory of dad throwing with his bare hands? <laughs> what was it? Potato salad? I wasn't at this game. I only heard of this. It was some sort and of mush. Yeah. There was someone. Well, it was that it, it rained, right? And all the food was left oh. out. So all of the food and like yeah. a spread of Bojangles, biscuits and sides became yeah, like mush. soggy. He threw. Okay. Yeah. He threw the mush and then the guy tried to get out of the car and he held it closed. <laughs> but wait, which one did the police? There was one story where the police okay. came. Okay, someone wait, Abby. Tell I this feel like cohesive. you know this. I wasn't here. Yeah, so, I mean, tell the coherent story. Start from the beginning. So I don't know what led up to it exactly. Tensions were high. Alcohol was flowing, but <laughs> someone was upset about something regarding like tailgating spaces. And so this guy, I think, started, like, cussing at dad. So dad grabbed a handful of that, like, wet Bojangles mush (laughs) and threw it on this other grown man's windshield. And so the guy goes to get out of his car and dad slams the door back and holds, blockades him in his car (laughs) and holds it shut. So then the man, like, leaves the space because this is after the game and tells the police that dad attacked him. The police come to the scene. Like, the police are just... I know. I think he sent him. I think this man went told the police the police came to the scene. Mm -hmm. So dad laid down and said that that man just hit him with his car. (laughs) And they were like, do you want us to go get him? And he was like, honestly, just let him go. Like, it's fine. (laughs) He's like, it's not worth it at this point. (laughs) This guy's car is covered in mashed potatoes. You know what? I'm going to take the high road this time. <laughs> yes. Wet Bojangles biscuits all over his front windshield. So, oh and this was all, yes, all of these tailgate experiences were before we were even in college. In comparison, I feel like my college experience was far less dramatic. Yeah, no, I agree. This was mostly when we were in high school. And middle school. I feel like and elementary and middle school. school. Yeah. Do you guys I sometimes when I'm driving I have flashbacks. I don't know how we safely would get to school in the mornings because there should have been like 
the things we were doing were not safe on our drives to school in the morning. Well, here's the thing. As the middle child, I had two years of driving with Lauren to high school and I had two years of driving with Abby to school. So the two years driving with Lauren, I think, is where I learned all of my habits. So that would be um, not starting the car when it was 25 degrees outside and defrosting the windshield and we would drive to high school with a hole in the windshield the size of like an index card. Well, no, no, no. I had a strategy. Going- okay, okay, okay. I didn't like go outside and start my car, <laughs> but I had a strategy for defrosting the windshield. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. So Lauren would take her hot coffee in the morning <laughs> and we would be running out to the car because here's the thing. The punishment was dire if you were late <laughs> to school. You got detention or you had an abs. It was some weird thing because our, our high school collapsed. Anyways... Lauren would launch her eyes, her hot coffee on the windshield. Get in! <laughs> and she had the crank windows also. So it would be 25 degrees. We have the windows all the way down. We're rolling to school. <laughs> We're playing Lil Wayne. Lauren's eating a hot slice of quiche with her left hand. Just her hand. Bare hand using a fork. Bare hands. I'm eating a plate of s- scrambled eggs. And then we eventually would just give up and go to Panera and just hang out there for like a good hour. Here's the thing, though. Your scrambled eggs. This was – we're talking about winter, throwing the hot coffee. Personally, I thought it was an effective strategy. Apparently, that mm-hmm. can shatter the glass. Until it froze. Yeah. Meh. You know. Meh. Um, but I particularly remember a hot day where we were driving to school in the morning. <laughs> I'm the one driving. Kenzie's the passenger. You get in the car, Kenzie, with a plate of scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. You're eating them. Uh, you don't finish them. You decide that you're done. And you're going <laughs> to chuck them out the window. We're going like 50 miles an hour. So you mm-hmm. chuck them out the window. And then they all blow back in the window <laughs> all over my car. But of course, we're running late to school. So there's not time to clean it out. So we just have to leave the eggs in my car all day at school. <laughs> so then I guess as... Yeah, as um, revenge, retaliation. I don't. I don't know. Kenzie just made my life living hell, driving me to school. <laughs> That's not true. I just learned all of these bad habits from Lauren. Okay, yeah. We were always late in the mornings. I would go. I would drive so fast on those back roads. I just learned all of those habits. But well, I just remember you being like. Play that song that I liked um, two springs ago that made me feel, like, kind of free. (laughs) (laughs) And I would go through all your playlists and try really hard. And I'd be like, okay, I think she liked Skizzy Mars two years ago. And I would pick one. And you'd be like, oh, my God. Just give me the phone. (laughs) Just go to school feeling like a failure. Oh, Oh, my God. But I got us there. It was a different experience when I got my license because that was the year. So they like decided to redo the school handbook and someone read it all the way through and realized that they forgot to put in a um, like tardy (laughs) or absence policy. (laughs) (laughs) So rumors spread and the teachers were all like, no, but it was true. And so you could miss as many. I want to know who found that out. Yeah, I know. But yeah, we found out that you we could miss as many 
days as we wanted without it affecting our grade. So I would just roll up whenever I wanted. First period, I had 63 absences. (laughs) (laughs) And all my teachers would pull me aside and be like, are you sure you don't have to take the final exam? It's like, you never came. Yeah, I have an A. I'm sure they love you. Oh my God, yeah. And then wasn't it like the last week the front desk ladies were so sick of you, you tried to check in late and they were like, no, go away. Yeah, because we all went to Waffle House. (laughs) came in as a big group and they were like no (laughs) my my favorite story is when abby like would like keep forgetting her lunch keep forgetting like whatever at home and like our mom tried to teach her a lesson one time abby forgot to pack her lunch and she was like well sucks she's gonna have to go to school without lunch or she's gonna have to buy the shitty school lunch um but instead of either of those options abby decided to order pizza and wings to the back door (laughs) Of the of pizza wings and cheese fries to the back door of the school and um, rendezvoused with the delivery driver and brought it back to like fourth period and shared all of her food with like everybody in the class. Oh yeah, that was a group <laughs> effort. He was like, "Do you want me to bring this up to the front office?" I was like, "No, just pull up front. We're gonna run out." <laughs> Wait, this is reminding me, Mackenzie. Remember when you you and your class held a brunch that was part of like a coup mm-hmm. what was that a coup d'etat um basically this i here's the thing i just this teacher didn't do anything so like i'm not gonna like follow her rules because she's not teaching anything so we would kind of like psychologically we we wouldn't do like full out pranks but we would kind of like psychologically like mess with her because she would she would just like go on her computer she would download powerpoint lectures off the internet anyways one day we were like oh let's have a brunch and she was like no and we were just like well if we all have a brunch and we all just decide to like you can't really like do anything about it and she just got really so then we all started planning this brunch um someone brought like a waffle iron someone brought a griddle and was grilling like bacon in the back and eventually she joined she made a plate you guys were brewing coffee i will say yeah we had a coffee like everybody went all out we had people bringing like a full beverage array we had like orange juice coffee apple juice chocolate milk mimosas we had mimosas (laughs) We had butter and syrup for the pancakes. Like, you could hear the sizzling in the back. It was a great day. It was awesome. And then eventually, yeah, she she caved and she made herself a nice waffle. Okay, hold on a second. So, so she, she joined in that it. She made a waffle, but then she still called mom to mm-hmm. accuse you of revolting against her? But the thing was, yes, I was leading a revolt, but it was in such an intelligent, (laughs) brilliant way that she couldn't figure out how I was doing it. And that's the key is it wasn't like I was going up and like flipping desks or whatever. It was like anytime, for example, anytime she turned her back to us and faced the whiteboard, I would have everybody in the class move their desk like an inch to the left. (laughs) And so like when she turns around, like nothing happened, but by like the end of class we were all on the left side of the room (laughs) and she'd be like what happened and we were like i don't know maybe you like change like the posters around and would like gaslight her we convinced her that she needed to download a virus on her computer (laughs) 
and crashed the entire computer system for like two days. It was like two or three days before like the MCPS like like technician could come and fix it. That was really good. So the brunch story reminded me. And I feel like we should reveal the scam that was book club because all three of us were president of book club oh. at different times and it was just one big scam. Oh, it was. I forgot about that. It was a scam. Lauren, you started yeah, you started you this. You created the scam. Well, um, no, maybe Kat over did and passed it Kat down. Kat maybe did and then I was like the co-president or it was passed on to me. I don't fully remember. It was a book club. It had funding, but we just played Harry Potter trivia and ordered Panera bagels. Yeah, we would bring like donuts. So that started with you and passed down generations all the way. Yeah, to it became a dynasty, the book club. Mm-hmm. So because we had club day, so you had to join clubs. Yeah. So this club was formed, but you just ate donuts and bagels and like watch TV. And then we all put it on our resumes that we were president of book club or like college applications. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's probably yeah, this, why this... I'm in I'm getting my PhD right now, honestly. This club was like a speakeasy. It was like you yes. we we had a cover that we were reading books and talking about books, but really we were just hanging out and eating donuts and not doing anything. And it was pretty exclusive. Um but Abby, you mm-hmm. were also the, a president of another club or a founding member of another club. Uh fishing club, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Abby, I, didn't you get banned from National Honor Society? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get banned, per se. I got kicked out. And just to circle back to fishing mm. club, how many times have you gone fishing in your life? <laughs> I mean, a few, but... Oh. <laughs> well, that's um, more than I thought. I don't know that's if that's true. Well, we thought they were going to let us leave. They, we thought they were going to let us all leave and go on, like, field trips <laughs> field to the quarry trip. and stuff. And they didn't. So we just played um, – we we searched on YouTube, like, aquatic background. And it, we would just leave on the screen for, like, an hour. It was just, like, fish and, would, and background noise. <laughs> Actually, Wait, so you guys would sit? You guys would sit in this <laughs> club for an hour with just lake you, aquatic lake sounds in the background and stare at the screen and not do anything? That's kind of scary. In the in the <laughs> cult like well in I the later say. clubs, that was because we we crossed a line in the first club, in the in the right. <laughs> intro club. <laughs> Me and Kelly, <laughs> so we blackmailed the football coach to be our sponsor. <laughs> and, and that is true because I've seen the email, and I I put book club on every single one of my college applications. And look at us now. We all graduated from Virginia Tech. Except yeah, look at us. Except we don't have, I don't know, we don't have proof per se that Abby did. We don't have hard evidence that Abby actually graduated. I will say. Someone did lose my diploma. I know that's not what you guys are talking about, but I also <laughs> don't know where my Oh, God. Is. Okay, so not only do you not have a diploma. Okay, I have to admit, I was not at your graduation. I think I was moving. Kinsey was, and so I think we can place all the blame on her for this. You were not either of my graduations. Lauren wasn't at either of my graduations either. Hmm. It's funny how you always have an event going on. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> oh no wait. You were in Madrid during my high school graduation and then you had you were graduating with your masters <laughs> during my college graduation. 
Just wait till What's you see. Be just time. wait till you see what I have in store for your PA graduation. <laughs> Gender reveal. Oh, Lauren, you should come for my birthday the day before, though. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna come up because I know you're leaving for your big thing the day after on her graduation. Yeah, don't talk about the big thing. <laughs> Is there a big thing? Don't, Kenzie, don't be rude. Don't oh, ask. Yeah. Don't ask about it. Okay. Well, anyways, at Abby's graduation, so it's during COVID. It's at Lane Stadium, which is a huge football stadium. It's outside. They have, like, hundreds and hundreds of students all, like, socially distanced in chairs sitting outside. And we're, like, all the way up towards, like, the top of the stadium. So we can't really see who's who. We're basically just going – trying to find the the blue stoles because we know that that's the Zeta stoles. Okay, but you had also gone to a bar that morning. Um. Yeah, we all got drunk before okay, graduation. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I – okay, edit. We were maybe halfway up, not all the way up, <laughs> but we were also drinking so heavily. So that kind of affected our vision a little bit. But okay, you guys we're trying to find late. Abby and her friends. You guys okay. showed up late. Oh, my God. We showed up. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We showed up during, like, a robot speech from the Jumbotron. Wasn't even there. Okay. So we're there. No one had walked across the stage yet. We're trying to find where Abby is because it's not alphabetical. It's just a free-for-all. And we're we're looking for, like, the Zeta stoles, which are light blue. And we're like, oh, there's a group of, of, of blue stoles there. They probably all sat together. And we're like, oh, my God, there's Abby. We see, like, the long blonde hair. And so we're taking pictures of her. We're zooming in. We're watching her the whole time. I'm like, oh, she's so happy. Um, until she walks across the stage and her name is like Natalie whatever well, or something before random. Before then, I got an angry text from mom that was like, <laughs> are you taking shots in the middle of your graduation ceremony? Oh, yeah. And then her Wait, dad started FaceTiming me. And they're like, are you drinking? Are you drinking right now? Like, oh yeah, mom was like, "No, Abby, I wave at us now." Bathroom. Wait, you didn't sneak them in in your Uggs? No, we put them yeah. in, our, in our Zeta stoles, which is funny because oh, I dropped out of Zeta, but we're the only <laughs> sorority that had pockets in the back of them. Genius! Oh, so we all cute. stuck them in there and went to the bathroom. But um, that's what it was. Mom was like, "Abby, wave at us," and you were like, "I am." And that one girl that we <laughs> watching and videoing the whole time was just staring straight. And you're like, "Can you see me waving?" And we're like, "Oh my god!" All the pictures of videos we took. Yeah, <laughs> and Leon's graduation was the day before. His parents came into town, got there early because he's the oldest. Got there early. They had a professional camera. They were taking pictures of him the whole time. So he was so shocked sitting with you guys because he was like, <laughs> yeah, they came late and sat at the top and they didn't know where you were. <laughs> and then no one got up to take a picture or a video as I crossed the stage. So he went down and took one of me. Aww. This is what it's like being the youngest child. Good stuff. Well, Kenzie, I can't wait for your graduation, your upcoming graduation. Can you? We're going we're gonna to top it. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that I'm yeah, the I'm only excited. one who's out of school? Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like a millennial thing to be in crippling student debt, right, Kenzie? So. Yeah, so I'm like I'm like in half. Like, I'm finishing before Lauren, mm-hmm. but I'm like still doing like school after college. And then I'm working from the beach right now, and I have okay. a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. 
Kenzie, is, your, is that your suitcase in the background? Are you like all packed and ready to go? Oh, yeah. I've been packed since yesterday. She wow. wanted us to I'm ready. that she's going to Mexico too. I'm ready. Wow, Kenzie, I see your suitcase in the back of your Zoom screen. What? Yeah. What a, what a, ta- just, I'm just, what a talking point. Where are you going? Kenzie, just, I see just preparing. that says, ask me where I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just preparing in case I were to have a family emergency where I had to flee New York City. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. Are you we'll worried? See. Are you worried that your boss is going to be listening to our podcast? She might be. She might be. I've blo- I've already blocked everyone from my PA school except for my like three friends <laughs> from my story. Not that anyone would tell, but I'm just like taking all steps. To our dear listeners who know Mackenzie, she's going to have a family emergency tomorrow. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah. And the family emergency is that this girl needs sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the emergency. <laughs> The emergency is I'm cold. The family is me, and the emergency is I'm pale. I'm so pale. The emergency is I need a Paloma now. So, yep, I'll be flying out at 5 a.m. tomorrow. Nice. But I'm not elaborating on the family emergency. That's the thing. They can't ask me. That's rude. True. Were they going to say, what was your family emergency? No. Like when Zeta, when I would try to get out of Zeta Day and living in the house for all four years in a row. And then I said, then I had to get more specific. And I said, my grandma was having surgery on Monday, which was true. I just wasn't going to be there. And then they said, okay, just send me her medical records. And then I CC'd Kenzie yeah. and, and Kenzie was like, how dare you ask yeah. for another individual's grandmother's medical records? <laughs> Ever heard of a little thing called HIPAA? I was like, unfortunately, I will not be able to disclose my grandmother's <laughs> medical records. To you, a 19-year-old in charge Wait. of rituals for a sorority. Wait, guys. This is guys, the best. Out. The best was when we tried we got out, me, Kari, and Lisa got out of initiation because <laughs> we said that. That we were baptizing Kari in the New River this Sunday <laughs> and had to be there to support oh and God. sent them a straight up flyer. We found this flyer that some church was baptizing people in the New River, and so we sent <laughs> We got creative. Everyone, thanks for listening, and make sure that you don't tell mom. <laughs>